0: Hey, you nostalgic fiancés!
1: Welcome to 9021. Here we go—the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise, from Fox to the CW.
0: One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice.
1: I'm Kendra Bickles, and i am seeing these episodes for the first time.
0: I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. Kendra, thank you for joining me on this journey.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I've been, <laughs> uh, it has not been, you know, difficult so far. So
0: well said. <laughs>
1: You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here we Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 8, 20 Years Ago Today. Did you get the reference, Kedra? No. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. They've been going oh. in and out of style.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. Beatles
0: reference, kedra. Nick,
1: what were you doing 20 years ago today?
0: Twenty years ago today, two thousand. Gee, let's see. I would have been a junior in high school, uh, right around Christmas, getting ready for the big Christmas concert at school. Probably is what I was doing. Mm.
1: Let's mm-hmm. see, two thousand. Mm-hmm. So I would have been in fourth grade. Yeah. I want to say. So, yeah. You know, kicking it in elementary school.
0: I was in. I was definitely in a Christmas musical at school. I remember because I played like a sports enthusiast, and it got a laugh. Like I didn't even—it wasn't in there. I was like, I can't wait to watch football, and everybody was like. <laughs> so, maybe I'm that's sure a dig on I was my acting. In some I don't know. sort
1: of church Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah, you got one. To. One year at my school, uh, for the end of the year play, we did. Um, what was it called? It was something university. Something you. I can't remember, but my character's name was Valerie Dictorian. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. (laughs) All right, let's crack open the Condor.
0: Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply.
1: This episode originally aired on October 27th of 1993. Ooh, Halloween. Halloween. Um, Speaking of Halloween, some sad news for Halloween. On October 31st of that year, River Phoenix passed away. You know Mm. who River Phoenix is?
0: Of course I do, yeah. I probably was first introduced to him by way of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
1: Oh, is he in that?
0: He plays young Indiana Jones in that. Does he? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: And and I actually only just recently watched Stand By Me. I'd never seen it before. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've only hmm.
1: seen that scene uh where with the train really okay on the bridge yes because very tense we used to play uh we used to play that game seen it all the time you remember that game uh-huh. yeah 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 and, uh-huh. uh, that was one of the the scenes that oh sure a lot yeah but anyway very sad he was only like yes. 23 yeah very young brother of mm-hmm. joaquin phoenix yeah i believe joaquin just had a son and named him river after his brother, yes yes he did which yeah that was very sweet. It is. Movie wise, on October twenty ninth, just in time for Halloween, The mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Came
0: yeah. Out.
1: Do you watch this at Halloween or Christmas, Nick?
0: I've never seen it even once.
1: That can't be true. It is true. <sighs> My goodness. All right. Well. <laughs> Perhaps that should be the Christmas movie that we watch. We've been okay. trying to get together to watch a Christmas movie. Yeah. Maybe, I, yeah. Maybe Let's that do it. Should be it because okay. that's, that's ridiculous. I'm in. I, I still don't know when to watch it. I guess I would mm. say more Halloween than Christmas, but I don't know.
0: Oh, I okay. don't know. All right.
1: TV-wise, Diagnosis Murder premiered on October 29th. Oh,
0: now I've definitely seen this.
1: Yeah, that I've never seen.
0: This was sort of in like the, you know, like a quiet time in the career of Dick Van Dyke, you know, after. Because oh. he never really did like a great in the movies, and this was where he was guest starring, like he did a like Golden Girls and that sort of thing, but... He played the character of Mark Sloan on Jake and the Fat Man for some episodes. And then they did some diagnosis murder, just like movie of the week kind of things. And then finally here, the actual series started and it lasted for like 10 years, a very long time. Yeah. And then they did some like post series movies as well. So Dick Van Dyke as Mark Sloan was a a long time. I didn't realize
1: that was Dick Van Dyke in that show.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, Dick Van Dyke is Diagnosis son Murder
1: Barry. more like is it like a murder she wrote vibe or yes. a Law and Order
0: vibe? Oh no no no! Uh, diagnosis Murder, Dick Van Dyke plays Mark Sloan, who's just a doctor at the hospital, uh, and his son oh. Barry Van Dyke plays like the local detective, and so well, that's it's fun. just yeah, it's just one of those things where he gets uh, he gets be the pulled next into it quite show often. Show
1: that we podcast about after after this? <laughs> yes,
0: <week>? yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
1: Because I've never seen it, and you've seen all of it.
0: That's true, yeah. I feel
1: like we should flip it, though. I feel okay. like we should do a show that you've never Jeez. seen, that I've seen all what of.
0: What show have you seen every episode of that I've never seen, though? Um, Lost? No, I've seen Lost. I watched Lost when it was on. All of it? I was watching Lost when you were still in diapers. All right,
1: we'll find something. I know there's something. <laughs> okay. I
0: know all right.
1: there's something. Uh, also on October 29th, the first Got Milk commercial oh. was broadcast on TV. Apparently okay. directed by Michael Bay, like oh the Michael Bay. Okay. Um, and
0: that's, you know that's funny because on Comic Book Coffee Break we were just talking about the Transformer movies because I only <laughs> recently watched. The last night, the Marky Mark one, which was horrible. Oh, so bad. I, I prefer this uh, Got Milk commercial when I'm talking about Michael Bates. <laughs> Do you remember what happens
1: of... in this? Com- I mean, I know you're looking yes. at our script, but I I, I, went but back I remember and, this. Very I went back well. and watched it because I obviously didn't see it when it aired, but I yeah. feel like I've seen it since then. But yeah. it's like a guy who is like, he has all things Alexander yeah. Hamilton. He's a
0: Hamilton enthusiast before yeah. it was cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh gets a call the radio station calls to ask him a ten thousand dollar question but his mouth is yeah. full of peanut butter peanut butter and he, sandwich, has, yeah. he has no milk he's to... like woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has no milk to, to help uh, him out with that so bad. he doesn't that's win bad. it's a bummer got milk yeah all right yeah uh that's all i have nick should we go beyond the zip code
0: Let's do it. In 1994, Carol Potter played the mom of another iconic '90s character when she showed up on the Power Rangers in the episode "Return of an Old Friend," playing Mrs. Hart, the mother of the Pink Ranger, Kimberly Hart.
1: Go, go Everyone
0: who is within five years of my age had a crush on the Pink Ranger. Oh, That's yeah. just a fact. That's just, That's a, just fact. a fact.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can confirm that my husband did have yeah. a crush on the Pink Ranger.
0: Amy Jo Johnson, who played the Pink Ranger, was also a regular on the series Felicity with Carrie Russell. And in a Halloween episode, she went, no, they were at a party and her boyfriend was making out with someone dressed as the Pink Ranger. And so they spent the whole episode like bashing the Pink Ranger, which is just a very (laughs) meta joke for them to make. (laughs)
1: That's funny. All right. Well, should we look at the synopsis?
0: I think we should. 20 years ago, today...
1: The synopsis is, the Walshes are celebrating their 20th anniversary with a big bash. Cindy's parents and Jim's mom come in time to join the festivities. While at the party, Andrea meets bartender Jesse Vasquez and sparks Fly, adding to her misgivings about her relationship with Dan Rubin. Things are going great for Brenda and Stuart, though, and they make a shocking announcement at the party. At the gym, Brandon hits it off with Lucinda Nicholson and later is mistaken for a burglar and is nearly shot by an agitated Dylan.
0: A lot going on.
1: A lot happening. Nick, yep. who let's see who's living in Beverly Hills for this episode. Living in Beverly.
0: Okay, well, the writing and directing was by some regulars here, directed by Chip Johansson, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. A lot of recurring players make a return trip here to Beverly Hills 90210, including David Gale, Angel Espy, Matthew Lawrence, Jennifer Grant, Matthew Peretta, Cress Williams, Paul Johansson, and the Peterson twins returning as their characters, Stuart, Mel, Jackie, Celeste, Dan, Deshaun, John Sears, and Aaron Silver. We have the final appearance of Julie Adams as grandma Beavis. Now you'll remember grandma Beavis was famous for her legendary legs yes. and she starred in films like creature from the black lagoon, but it's the last time we're going to see grandma Beavis.
1: Bummer.
0: We have a, yeah, we have a few new recurring players in Di- Dinah Meyer as Lucinda Nicholson and Mark Damon Espinosa as Jesse Vasquez.
1: I've heard, you, we'll say see d- Dina- I've heard yep. you say his name before Mark Damon Espinoza.
0: Yes. We, we featured him on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, beyond the zip code for Hispanic Heritage Month gotcha yeah. Yes, but we'll so we're going to see Dinah Meyer again in a recurring role in the CW's 90210 so oh. she's here as Lucinda Nicholson for several and then she comes back many years later but as a different character which was disappointing because yeah. I remember she showed up and I was like Lucinda! No it's a different character it's not the same <laughs> uh, outside of the franchise though she played Commander Dinatra in Star Trek Nemesis as well as Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl slash Oracle in birds of prey a role she would later reprise on the flash as part of their crisis on infinite earth's crossover oh. she also had recurring roles on friends the magicians and the affair Maybe that's mark where damon I
1: recognize her from because she is what? familiar but i don't think i've seen any i don't think i've seen any batgirl stuff i don't know if i watched the crisis on infinite earth's crossover mm. OK, remember.
0: well, I mean, she did. She's in she's in at least three episodes of Friends. So it's possible you are remembering oh, well, her that from that. That
1: could be it, too. She was very familiar but,
0: to me. You know, I picked the ones that stood out to me the most, but she has had a very prolific career as well. So there's many, many things that you could have seen her in. Mark Damon Espinoza, who's making his first appearance here as Jesse Vasquez, is probably best known for this role. Um, he's well, I don't want to tell you, but he's
1: Don't tell here. me, Nick.
0: I won't. He would go on to recur on shows like Scandals, Secrets and Lies, Major Crimes, and Mayans MC. We have Robert Rockwell as Grandpa Bill Beavis. This is Cindy's dad. Much like Julie Adams, who plays Grandma Beavis, Robert has a long, storied career that goes back to the 1940s. He was the first actor ever to portray Jor-El, Superman's Kryptonian father. Uh, He played him on The Adventures of Superman, starring George Reeves. He's best known for his the role of Philip Boynton in Our Miss Brooks, and appeared in shows like The Lone Ranger, Perry Mason, and Growing Pains. He had one more credit after this appearance as Grandpa Beavis. He appeared in the film Perfect Alibi alongside Terry Garr and Hector Elizondo. Finally, we have June Clayman as Georgette Walsh, Jim's mother. Now, we've already established back, I want to say in the Thanksgiving episode, that Jim's father was dead because this whole thing came up that they had kind of a rough relationship and it was unresolved. So nice bit of continuity here with Jim's father, uh, not, not being here. She appeared coincidentally in diagnosis murder as well as shows like the golden girls, the bold and the beautiful. And, uh, what's that with Matthew Fox party of five. Uh, but she's best known for her role as joy in the Hank Azaria series. Huff.
1: Should we get into the episode? I think we should. All right. Uh, This episode starts with some old pictures of Jim and Cindy, like pictures of them as kids and then in college and then leading up to their wedding. I always find it very uh, fascinating when they do stuff like this, because clearly they don't have a wedding picture in real life. But that wedding picture looks very real.
0: It does. You know what? It reminded me of two things. One, we did a montage similar to this with Jenny Garth. Do you remember that? Where we saw yes. like baby Kelly forever yep. ago. But yes, I was struck by the the wedding picture because it it is top notch. I can't tell if they took two old pictures and put them together or if they just seventies them up. I have no idea. But it made me laugh because last week in the Christmas special, we were talking about the photoshopped picture of the the father and daughter in oh, front of yeah. the ship, which was the worst photoshop job I've ever seen. And that was 20 years ago, you know, yeah. so. But yes, I also looked up because I remembered that there was a song that went with this and it was What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love, Burt Bacharach.
1: There's so many moments that I wish that we knew what the real songs were.
0: I There's a couple, especially, I mean, we'll get there at the end, but they, there's a song that plays at the end where Jim mentions the song and I actually couldn't figure out what it was. So I
1: didn't I don't know. How couldn't either imdb didn't say lost yes, to the but ages
0: I, but i love when shows uh give you real pictures of because we did really see carol potter and james x house uh as kids you know yeah, which know, was, fun. was so like, fun real pictures of them yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: i love that kind of stuff okay so we started the walsh house and jim and cindy are waking up and you know giving some some morning kisses on their anniversary mm-hmm. They hear some glass breaking downstairs and mention, "Oh, Jim's mom is gonna break every dish they own by the time she leaves." Mm-hmm. And they also mention that Brandon is supposed to be picking up Cindy's parents from the airport, and she hopes that he, you know, gets there on time and yeah. gets them and everything. And then Jim gives Cindy a present for their anniversary and yes, he, a uh, emerald necklace. Yes very pretty he says he says emerald 20 years is emerald yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what he says yep
0: yep yeah. uh let I me have... tell you yeah go ahead
1: i was gonna say eric and i are about to uh celebrate our eighth anniversary wow. probably like right after this episode's come out uh we'll oh that's right yeah yeah that's December. right and uh Happy anniversary. i've looked it up i can't remember what eight is i feel like they're it's...
0: usually goofy like they, yeah. they're like oh great I,
1: yeah i can't remember what it was but i remember i looked it up So anyway,
0: in uh, in 2021, my wife and I are going to hit 15 years. Wow. So I know. So Jim and Cindy have only been married five years longer than I have.
1: You've been married double what Eric and I have. Take that. (laughs) All right. Downstairs, Brenda is helping Georgette, Jim's mom, clean up the broken glass. From whatever she dropped, uh, Kendra, it's
0: bronze, bronze or pottery is the oh, traditional yes, eighth thank anniversary. You. Bronze or pottery, because I was yes. like,
1: All right, pot- I do like pottery, I like to yeah, buy pottery. pottery and then never use it. I, just I have like, no purpose for it. Nope, I just yeah. like the way it looks, and then it sits mm-hmm. in my cabinet and uh, doesn't get used. That's fun, yeah. G- uh, okay G- G- right
0: right away right away with grandma walsh i'm like she's a problem oh yeah. you can just smell, you oh, can yeah. just smell the menace on grandma walsh <laughs> right from the start here
1: well she's wondering why she's like why is cindy getting a caterer we could have cooked it's only this. 50 people and she, yeah and brenda's like grandma you need to be nice like she yep. she knows she knows how she's gonna be yep Brandon arrives with Cindy's parents and we get introductions and kisses and uh Bill is his name Bill? Bill Beavis? Bill. He yeah. has a yeah. uh, <laughs> Bill Beavis I love it. Yeah. Bill he Beavis. has a uh, <laughs> this like thing where he's like Brenda I think you've grown and then when Cindy comes down he's like Cindy I think you've grown. Yeah
0: classic classic old man humor.
1: Yep. Stuart then arrives and is introduced to everyone and he compliments each of them he's like oh i see where brenda gets her eyes and her nose and yeah. her smile
0: yeah
1: uh so yeah charming everyone uh as he does yeah then she and stewart are off to run some errands and brandon is off to tutor Deshawn, or so he would Which, he would like to <laughs>
0: he would like to and we finally learn because he says at one point he says he has to tour tutor someone for sociology. sociology and i was like all right Professor Randall you know, teaches sociology.
1: I, I sucked at sociology. Really? I took it in high school, and I was just yeah. not good at it. Hmm. I don't know why. I, would I don't think know. You needed like a Brandon Walsh like, to tutor yeah, I know. you. I feel like it's just like memorizing a bunch of facts, which I'm great at. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know why I struggled so much. But anyway.
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. At
1: Kelly Donna Davids, Mel arrives with Aaron. And guess what? He is trying to pawn her off again. What? As he does. No. He wants to go to Cabo with Nicole, his uh, fling of the week. Nina. 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 Sorry. It is Nina. I yeah. wrote that down. Have I don't some know respect. why I said Nicole. And so he wants David to just sleep at his house. Um, yeah. And th- he's like, there's going to be a babysitter there, but I just want you to stay there at the house yeah. for the weekend.
0: He's saying, yeah, because cause the babysitter's the one who's going to do it, but he just right. wants someone in the house.
1: Right. Uh, and David agrees to do this. At the gym, Deshaun is trying to sink twenty free throws in a row before he will mm-hmm. go to tutoring with Brandon. So he suggests that Brandon go work out, which he does. Mm-hmm. He's like lifting, yeah. and as he's lifting, he's watching a girl on the stair stepper. Mm-hmm. And then she's a lady, a woman. Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. She walks over and asks Brandon to spot her uh, while she. Does some what do you call those?
0: I don't know. Deadlifts? I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's lifting, lifting. She's
1: lifting the bar. Yeah. Bench press. She's bench, bench pressing. press. She's not... Thank you. Yeah. Um. And as they're as he's spotting her, they are talking. Uh, she's been traveling. She's a cultural anthropologist. And mm-hmm. he asks, "Oh, sorry, you a professor?" And she says, "No, mm-hmm. I'm ABD, all but dissertation." Mm-hmm. So she's very close to being done. She's just gotta write her dissertation, which is, you know, yeah. taking her forever to do. She then introduces herself as Lucinda Nicholson. hmm And they have a little flirty flirt. He, yes. She's like, Let are me, you as smart as you are good looking? And he's like, "Um, what does he say? Smarter. <laughs> so I think he says he's smarter. Smarter. Yeah. smarter.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you right off the bat, what is your impression of this character?
1: Uh, I don't know. She seems older and more worldly i okay. guess she's fine
0: all right okay so all right lock that in
1: i do not dislike her okay he asked for her number but she says no but she is there every morning at seven mm-hmm. back at the walsh house the grandmothers are arguing about where to place the tables on the lawn and cindy has to come out and you know tell the guy where to put all the tables that guy was funny he was like it's gonna be a long day
0: (laughs) i know i know this so this actor's name is jimmy bridges and i stared at him because i just couldn't figure out like i recognized him so much but i looked him up i don't know i mean he was in i i know he was in an episode the the jimmy an episode of seinfeld and i remember that episode really well but i couldn't find something that was like yes of course so i don't know I don't Weird. know. Jimmy well, Bridges was, was his name, and he was he was very funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next uh, scene I titled, Dylan on the Street. Yeah. He's standing outside of a store <laughs> reading a magazine, and uh-huh. this guy walks out of the store and is like, I, lo- I hear you're looking for some stuff. And he has, mm-hmm. his name is Gus, and he has Dylan follow him. And they like very intensely like cross the street and go to this van. And he's just got like a ton of firearms in the back Mm -hmm. of this van. And Dylan says he likes the Walther, which I always associate with James Bond. Does everyone associate it with James Bond? Because I do.
0: That's funny because he said that he was like, you've been reading too many James Bond novels. And I was like, no, that's wrong. Because James Bond in the novels uh, uses a Beretta and he always oh. in the movies uses a Walther but i looked it up because i thought that was totally wrong but by the time you get to the later books he does use a Walther a little bit but oh. not in I'll, not in the really famous one
1: that's a good catch though why yeah, didn't he just Christina say Rayel. were there were there, no, there were movies at this point oh were definitely yeah. why wouldn't he just say you've been watching too many james bond movies i don't know
0: you know i thought that was a really weird a really weird choice too because at the time the james bond novels were kind of in a dark age where nothing was really happening with them you know, and Ian Fleming ones were 30 years old at that point. So yeah, it was kind of strange.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, he, he likes the Walther. I, I know that because I used to play like, you know, the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. James Bond games. Mm-hmm. That's what you use. Uh, and the guy's like, you know, this is, it's illegal for you to conceal and carry.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: Dylan's like, whatever, man. And he, uh, he takes the gun. Mm-hmm. Later. Next scene is at, uh, at the university, like on the lawn. Kelly is sitting and reading or studying or whatever. Mm-hmm. John finds her and uh. he has tickets for Steely Dan. Yep. Reeling in the years. Yep. <laughs> See,
0: this was, this was weird to me. Like he said Steely Dan and I was like, that's so bizarre. Like John is a Steely Dan fan, like <laughs> in the 90s. That's weird. I looked it up. And Steely Dan had been dormant for quite a while. But in 1993, they started a big reunion tour. So, yeah. yeah so, that, I mean, that must be why they went with Steely Dan. Because it That's was like fun. a thing that Steely Dan was touring again.
1: Nice. Yeah. I like that you're fact-checking every little thing in this episode. Well, it just stood Thank out you. to me. I was like... No, yeah.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't like that a was cool, an actual modern compliment. band. That was an actual yeah, oh,
1: compliment <laughs> I was giving you. I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> but I
0: just thought it was a weird pull to say Steely Dan. Yeah. But I, then when I looked, I mean, I it does make it sense. I also thought it was weird. Though yeah
1: uh so kelly says she can't go because she's going to the party which then mm-hmm. john tries to invite himself to but kelly is yeah. like, dylan's gonna be there i just yep. i don't know i don't think that that's the right place for us to you know make our first appearance together yeah and then he starts going on about how he's crazy about her and he can't eat and he can't sleep and all he thinks about is kelly and mm-hmm. she's like oh she's like Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says that she's worth waiting for. So,
0: do you think he'll still feel that way after they sleep together? Is my question.
1: The answer is no. Okay. I think he'll be. Just checking. Not. I think it's not great. I think we're heading okay. to a not great place. All right. Well, oh, thanks, we Mister Domus. A little. <laughs> a little uh tiny scene where uh at the shooting range where dylan is loading his gun and then shooting with it and he gets like all you know bullseyes right in the center
0: yes yeah that is a little scene i for a minute i was like did i miss something but no i do remember that it was just kind of a little yep
1: Yep. back at college campus brandon has parents what does that mean brandon has parents oh i think Hmm. this is where he has he does no, he. I think I forgot a word. He has their gift. He's like oh. holding this big. It looks like a giant picture, is what. It, and yeah, essentially that's what it is. But it's it's a, a it's cool wrapped gift, up. actually. Yeah. I kind of like it. I like it yeah. too. Um. So Dan and Brandon then meet for the first time because he runs into Andrea. So they have some oh, yeah. instructions. and Dan's like, "Where's your halo?" Andrea talks yeah. so highly of you, mm-hmm. and they decide they're going to compare notes about what Andrea has said about each of them at the party. Yeah, Brandon then sees Lucinda sitting and having coffee, so he goes to join her. And they have some more flirty-flirty, where she finally asks his age, and he says mm-hmm. he's 18, and she is 27.
0: That settles the debate we were having last week, because we were talking about Brenda, or two weeks ago, we are talking about Brenda and Stuart trying to figure out the ages. So that means both Brandon and Brenda are 18. Did he date an older woman, you're asking? That does sound familiar.
1: Didn't he date someone who was... Who is that one who worked at the at the beach club and then it turned out that she was Yes. Wasn't she way older than him?
0: Yes, she was. I don't remember her name either. Yeah, but she she was also having a thing with like the guy who owned the yes. beach club. It was yes. a whole Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm pretty Good sure catch. She was way older too. She was. Yeah. So
1: anyway, but that that's their age difference is not stopping them from being all flirty. No, it's others. very she, flirty. She's yeah. definitely interested in him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. At Dylan's house he's cleaning his gun he keeps cool. he keeps putting a bullet in the chamber and it's driving me yeah. insane you're yeah. not supposed to do that you're no. not supposed well, to put a know. bullet in the chamber until you're ready to shoot it <laughs> yeah so that drove me a little crazy
0: mm-hmm. Brandon
1: comes over he's dropping off and uh Dylan like hides the gun very quickly yes, but he's actually. dropping off the present for his parents because he doesn't want them to see it before the party. So he's going to come back and get it. And then Dylan yeah. is saying he also wants to get them something because of all that they have done for him.
0: Yeah, which I guess isn't the party like today, and Dylan yeah. doesn't have a gift yet. He's like, yeah, oh, I, I got to get him something last well, minute. Okay. No,
1: it's Beverly Hills. You can just yeah. Run out and yeah. Get something. He nice. should
0: get him uh, like matching pistols or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> all the rage right now, right? <laughs>
1: We have another very short scene at Kelly Donna David's. Donna's trying to figure out what to wear, and Ugh. David is like, "Oh, well, I prefer you wear nothing at all."
0: I so, truly don't understand their relationship at this point. I, I feel know. like I feel like in this episode you're starting to see some of the some of the uh, the weight of so many characters and so many storylines because how many episodes was it that like David started taking like over the counter drugs and. You know, like they're all the radio station stuff. It's like, we just haven't even looked at that. Donna and David haven't had any kind of scene. So like, it's like David just pops up to be pervy towards Donna. And she's just like, I'm the dead mother of this group.
1: Earlier when Mel said the babysitter will be there. Can you stay there? I was like, here it is. David's going to cheat on Donna with the babysitter. Oh yeah. That's what I was expecting. That's Ah. not what happens because Mel calls and says that the babysitter is running late so could David come over now and just wait so that he can go ahead and leave. Right, right. And he agrees to do that as well. At the Walsh house, the twins are getting ready in the bathroom and talking about like, how do our parents do it? How did they stay married, happily married for 20 years? And Brandon's like, well, they still lock the bedroom every Sunday night.
0: <laughs> every Sunday night.
1: Um, Brand- Brenda's wondering if maybe Stuart could be the one. And yeah. Brandon's like, I don't know, like, you got your whole life. Stuart doesn't right. have to be the one. And right. then he yeah. also brings up that the last time he was serious with someone was when he was dating that psychopath Emily Valentine. Yeah, which I thought we were past. He was past calling her a psychopath because I hadn't know made up. So
0: that was a little jarring. Yeah. yeah. Also. I'm pretty sure that Nikki was long. He says the last time I've had a relationship that was longer than a month was that psycho. Nikki was, that was like nine episodes. That that was definitely more than a while.
1: while. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think he was more serious with Nikki than he
0: was with Emily. Yeah, they never really went that far with the Emily Valentine stuff because she like coked him up on their third date or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: Then he realizes that he left the present at Dylan's house, so he's going to go get it.
0: I have to say, I really I'm appreciating all of the external shots, you know, because usually I feel like on shows, especially like contemporaries of this, you would see the outside of a house and it would be like the same shot a billion times. The Golden Girls is a perfect example. Like there's these three establishing shots that most shows would show. But constantly you see them filming at this house. Somebody's pulling up in the driveway. You see them go from the car to the front door. I mean, that really adds a nice level to it. So I'm always the same with Dylan's house. You see Dylan's house a lot, like from the outside and people going there. So I think it's cool that they're really like using and filming practical locations.
1: Yeah. Before we go to Dylan's house downstairs, Jim and his mom have a little moment where she says that she wishes his dad were still alive to see, you know, what a great father and husband he is and. They have uh, a hug and she gives him their wedding rings Mm -hmm. um, for Jim and Cindy. But then she's like, maybe one of your kids will get married soon and you can give it to them for the wedding.
0: Yep.
1: Then we go to Dylan's house and I was pretty scared during this scene because what i saw in the synopsis that's on hulu was the walsh's lives will change forever and i was like, oh here we go brandon's yeah. gonna get yeah. like, shot in the leg and never have get to walk again yeah but so he he's like he pulls up real fast he's ba- banging on the door dylan's not coming to the door because he's in the shower so then he's like walking around the house and his solution eventually is to break the window of his door
0: yeah
1: and yeah unlock the door so when he breaks the window dylan hears it and comes out with his gun and he's like ready and as soon as brandon opens the door he's like he's like screaming like i've got a gun don't move and brandon's like don't shoot me
0: it's me it's brandon yeah yeah
1: so he 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 sure waits a long
0: time to to say that he's there and has a gun like he waits for him to actually get the door open i feel like I don't know. I would have, I would have been there sooner, but the whole scene I thought was really well done. And then they have a whole talk between the two of them.
1: Yeah. So I guess he really is deciding in this scene, like he's done with guns. Yeah. This was, well, I think it really too, scared him. Yeah. This is how too close, close he came. Yeah.
0: Kendra, I've got to tell you the all of the all of the marketing for these episodes. This whole thing with the Dylan and the gun, like this time in 90210, I remember so well because the commercials were just a constant sizzle reel. I mean, they were really gearing you up for this episode. There's an episode that comes later. And the previews were like, Dylan is going to straight up murder someone. <laughs> like every commercial, every commercial was like, this week on 90210, Dylan shoots Brandon in the face. You know, it's a really... They really wanted you They really wanted you tense, and it worked, because every time I, you know, because they would show you specific scenes, and I would be like, oh, this is the scene where that thing is going to happen, and they definitely showed Dylan with the gun, like, pointing at the door, mm-hmm. so they, they knew <laughs> what they were doing in
1: 1993. Well, Brandon here, in typical uh, blunt Brandon fashion, is like, I know your dad got blown away, but can we <laughs> not with the gun? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like wow I guess enough time has passed so we can say stuff like that I guess so <laughs> uh, so yeah so he's like how do you get rid of a gun and Brandon's like oh you just throw it off a bridge into the water <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's a that's it was a funny moment I thought that whole scene was really well they have such yeah. a good chemistry together I was glad to have a little Brandon Dylan again. Yeah, Outside we of that, had like much
1: of them this season together. No,
0: and what we have was like that one that was completely unnecessary when they went to the oh, impound yeah. lot. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I. But it was nice to, to give them a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. Back at the Walsh House, Brenda is getting ready in her room, and Stuart arrives in in mm-hmm. her room, and he's yes. like, oh, "Do you think your parents would mind if we skip the party?" And she she wants him to zip up her dress, so she's like zip it yeah. up, not down. And right. They, and they head down to the party. Yep. This party is super fancy. It's like yeah. there's a huge dance floor. There's mm-hmm. tons of food. There's a live band. Um it's it's a it's a blowout for sure. And Steve and Celeste walk up. I forgot Celeste existed. I forgot, oh yeah. I forgot months, they so. were still dating. This is the only yeah time we see steve in this whole episode right yeah
0: that's right yeah he just kind of shows up for a minute
1: yeah so steve and dan meet for the first time and yeah they're they're talking about the walshes and like wow 20 years that's amazing and dan here mentions that he doesn't really believe in marriage yeah he's like oh yeah that's great if you believe in marriage and andrea is like Oh.
0: (laughs) It's just such a tone deaf thing to say. They're at a 20th anniversary party. He's meeting Andrea's friend for the first time. And he's like, marriage is dead. I was just like, dude, read the room. I I feel like the whole thing with Dan has been a very confusing journey because like, it's like they can't decide what they want to do. And now they're like, oh, no, we need Dan to be a real downer. So let's just have well, Dan be a wet that's blanket. That's
1: what I, I didn't like about this, was that she's had we've had zero issues with Dan as a person None. until yeah. this episode. And then it's all of a sudden like, oh, I have all these doubts.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She's like Meryl Streep over here.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the episode where they couldn't decide which one of them was the one who didn't want to go public, it's a real like a real switcheroo all of a sudden that Andre is like, I don't know about this guy.
1: Yeah. She was all in anyway. I know. Anyway. So Dylan and Kelly run into each other as they're coming into the house and Mm -hmm. have a little exchange. He got them candlesticks is what he ended up with. And she's like, what? No pearl handled revolvers. (laughs) And Ah, there you go. And he says that he's done. He's done with guns. That's it over they walk in and see the big wedding picture so it's actually a puzzle
0: yeah they 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 took the 70s wedding picture yeah
1: yeah yeah and even blown up i don't if they had them dress up like it's the 70s that is also amazing like makeup and everything because even blown up the picture still looks real so anyway so yeah i thought
0: the whole thing because those actors Uh, Carol Potter is pretty significantly older than James Eckhouse. Mm. She's like six or seven years older than him. So the fact that they were able to sort of parallel the pictures and like line up their ages and everything. They did a nice job. But yeah, I couldn't see it. I really I genuinely don't know if it's if it's a composite picture or if they just did like 70s dress up. I can't tell. Yeah. So good work. Uh,
1: Okay, so they're looking at the uh, the wedding picture and then David. And Donna come in with Aaron, so I mm-hmm. guess the babysitter never showed up. I don't know, she but clicked. Aaron is there. Yeah, I guess not. And Jackie <laughs> is like very upset.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "What? Aaron's here!" And she yep. kind of flies off the handle on David. Poor David. Yeah,
1: I know. And she she takes Aaron away uh, into the party. Outside, yep. Jim and Cindy are on the dance floor. Brenda and Stuart are on the dance floor. And Brandon and Dylan are watching everyone dancing, and apparently Dylan knows Stuart. He says, yeah. from the scene.
0: From the scene. Maybe he and Stuart and Jake all hung out back in the day.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. And Brandon's like, so, so like, what? And he's like, well, I wouldn't want him dating my sister. I yeah. wondered if, like, he knows him from AA, maybe?
0: And it definitely seemed like it was not a good scene, you know, no. like the old days. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that they would know each other, I think, because their dads are both like financial guys yeah. who are roughly the same age. So it does work out, I think.
1: Yeah. Then we cut to Stuart and Brenda as they're dancing. And Stuart's talking about how he feels like this. their home is like a real home and like his home, which is like, you know, putting on a show for mm-hmm. people. And he says his parents gave up on romance a long time ago. Then he decides he's going to make the first toast.
0: Very bold. Very, very bold. bold.
1: And very weird. I it think is it'd weird. It'd be weird if my boyfriend yeah. of two weeks got up and made a toast at my parents' 20th yeah. wedding anniversary. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, But he does it, and it's a nice toast, and everyone, you know, claps and... Georgette is very impressed. Yeah,
0: Grandma Walsh. Yep. She's very like, Oh my. Yes. And, All this and money too. Oh.
1: <laughs> and uh, to to put in her two cents, Cindy's mom is, uh, Grandma Beavis is like, No, she's too young to get married. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Yep. Stuart then takes Brenda to the front of the house so they can be alone. Yeah. And he proposes <laughs> to her with a mm-hmm. big ring. It is yes, it is very big. And Kendra, I'm so
0: glad you mentioned that because Brenda says that it's three and a half carats. I looked it up uh, in 1993. Uh, per carat, diamonds cost about thirteen thousand dollars. So that ring, probably just the diamonds alone, would have been forty eight thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> that makes me want add to it, vomit.
0: Add in the gold or platinum setting, you know, you're you're well above fifty k for that ring.
1: Wow, that yeah. is that's crazy. I can't even imagine. Anyway, yeah. cheaper
0: than Porsche, but not by much.
1: I was very surprised by this, and I and you know, looking back, I feel like a million hints were dropped that it was coming this episode. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was surprised. So, yep, he gets down on one knee. She's like, "We've only known each other for two weeks," but she says yes. Yeah. She's engaged. Can I tell you, Kendra? Now.
0: I don't. I don't hate it, honestly. I don't, and it really. <laughs>
1: I, to me, I wouldn't it hate like... it if we weren't now setting up all this stuff with Dylan knows him from his past and yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I hope nothing yep. bad comes of that, but yeah, I don't know. My parents got engaged after two weeks, so it happened. Oh, really? Yep, they did. Yeah. So it yep. happens. Uh, upstairs, my, you know. Oh, sorry. I,
0: I, my wife teases me about this, but I really, from the very beginning, I knew. I could have we could have gotten engaged in two weeks. I was pretty you certain and, you when and things started. Your wife? Hillary. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a sense that like it was a big deal. You know, that it wasn't <laughs> just like, oh, we'll go on a date. I really did. So like the romantic side of me is like, yeah, two weeks, do it, you know? People do it. I know.
1: Upstairs, Kelly and uh Andrea walks in and they're like, you know, fixing their makeup and stuff, which is a thing that like since when does Andrea fix her makeup? I don't know. Not like a thing she does. So she admits to Kelly that she and Dan slept together, and she's you know she's she's having her doubts. She's like, he doesn't have a romantic bone in his body. He's more cerebral than I am. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's the wrong guy. Which is all new.
0: It's all like completely new stuff. Like for her to be having these things, it's out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We
0: just. I don't know, and I don't even think. To me, this is a major rewrite because. I feel like he has been romantic and they just yeah. did this whole big romantic kiss. And I mean, if he was really that cerebral, he would have been like, I understand what you're doing, but I don't really think this is the place. Let's go yeah. somewhere else. He hasn't though. They have a whole big makeout that has an applause from the whole campus. It's a very romantic moment. So to me, this is like, no, 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 no. You, you have to, you have to put some work in if you want to completely change this character.
1: Yeah. So Kelly sig- says that she should give it some time. And Andrea, here, here's the line that I was like, this is stupid. She says, maybe if there's no sparks at the beginning, then there will never be sparks. And I'm like, you guys have never had sparks? That's that's I know. a it's lie. Just,
0: it's been all a very, like, very heavy like sexual attraction. Yes. I mean, it's not like they're just like, oh, we have similar interests. They're like, let's do it. Yeah. You know, they're definitely. And then Kelly
1: says that she and Dylan have all the sparks in the world, and they still can't make it work. So, yeah, and she's right about that.
0: That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Downstairs, Jackie thinks that Aaron has a fever, and here David has Mm -hmm. to admit that Mel is in Mexico, and that's why Mm -hmm. he has Aaron. And Jackie, of course, flies off the handle and is like, "I'm taking her home, and you tell your father he'll be hearing from my lawyer." Yeah. And, uh, on her way out, she runs into Brenda and Stuart and they say goodbye to her. But then Stuart is mm-hmm. like, let's go tell your parents that we're engaged.
0: Crazy. Crazy! This, this is a major red flag, I feel like. This is insane.
1: I agree. And Brenda's like, I don't know. And he's like, let's do it. And she's like, okay. It's an engagement
0: party. It's the perfect time.
1: Yeah. Hard cut to Jim and Cindy just being like, What? <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are not pleased they are not pleased with this it's
0: a spit take essentially
1: yeah stewart then wants to like announce it to the party Make the announcement yes and georgette jim's mom comes up and learns that they are engaged she's so excited and she's like i'm gonna announce it so then she Mm -hmm. runs up to the microphone and cindy's like jim stop her and he's like it's too late Mm -hmm. it's too late Mm -hmm. So she makes this big announcement, and everyone claps. And the girls run over to to Brenda and to look Mm -hmm. at her ring, and they're very excited about the ring. And uh, she, Donna, is like, "Are you sure about this?" Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Please just be happy for me." And they're like, "Yes, we're very happy for you." Jim and Cindy then go over to Brandon, and they're like, "Did you know that this is going to happen?" And he's like, "And this
0: is so." Two things. First of all, I said from the beginning that Grandma Beaver, or not the the Grandma Butthead, not Grandma Beavis, Grandma Butthead here, was going to be a problem, and here she is, like ruining this party, right? Yeah. And then when uh, when Brenda goes over to her friends, Celeste in that scene reminded me of the mute husband from the USS Christmas because <laughs> she is just there hovering around the group as they look at Brenda's ring and doesn't have a line of dialogue. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah follow-up i think it's really sucky that brandon has to find out that Brenda's yeah. engaged by the announcement from grandma butthead i just think it's too much yeah. i mean she she really should have been like we at least have, have to tell
1: brandon over to tell jim and cindy like tell all right. three of them together yeah privately but, I mean, in also, the house like
0: Stewart's parents and everything yeah. you know like they don't know it's a there's a weird there's a weird move
1: yeah i didn't like it
0: didn't yeah like it no i didn't either
1: Okay, so then we have a scene with Dylan and Stuart. So inside the mm-hmm. house, Dylan's, like, getting food, and he runs into Stuart. And you can tell that they have some sort of history that we don't know about. It's, t-
0: it's tense. It's not yeah. aggressive, but they you can tell that they're sort of, like, not on great terms, I yeah. think. Yeah,
1: and he tells Stuart, I hope you've cleaned up your act, and if you ever hurt Brenda, you'll have to answer to me.
0: And Stewart doesn't really take it well. He's like, "I hope you cleaned up your act." And Stuart's like, "Well, I have, but it's none of your business, you know."
1: The reason and... I'm wondering if he knows him from AA is because if why wouldn't he just tell Brandon straight up what yeah. he knows about Stewart? It yeah, only, and like with AA, you're not supposed to right. say who's in AA. So yeah, maybe that's possible. That's what I was. Because otherwise, what would keep him from telling Brandon? Yeah, I don't know. Like, hey, I know this guy who did this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So anyway. It's time to cut the cake. Everyone goes inside, and Jim gives a little speech, and they cut the cake together. Dan then says, like a robot, Andrea, I will get cake, you get champagne. Mm -hmm. And so she goes to get cake, she goes outside to get champagne, and uh, gets into talking with the bartender,
0: whose name is... Jesse. Jesse. It's funny because he's like, uh, "Do you have any ID?" And she's like, "Oh." And he's like, "I'm just kidding." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> but I mean, she's underage, and you're serving her drinks, so like maybe <laughs> maybe that's not funny. Like maybe you should have checked her ID, but yeah, whatever."
1: Doesn't like do you have to card people at a private party like
0: that? I would. I mean, he's a caterer. If uh, yeah, yeah, I would say true. so. That's true. It's well, not like it's just well, he doesn't. You know, Jim and Cindy. And no, then,
1: I don't know how they get on the subject, but they start talking about how they both cry at different at movies. Everything, and like yeah, and then he, which is also kind of new information,
0: little new information about Andrea. Andrea is now a hopeless romantic. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, okay.
1: A lot of a lot of things that don't don't track no. here.
0: So anyway, everybody's a completely new character, and sparks fly between Andrea and Jesse.
1: Yes. So yeah, so she's pretty smitten. So she's she goes back inside with the with the drinks.
0: And then, and just just to be clear, Dan is now a cold emotionless robot man. Yes. Correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right.
1: Back to everyone's dancing again. Brenda and Stuart are dancing and he calls her the future Brenda Walsh Carson. Brandon then cuts No, in. no, no.
0: He says he calls her the future Mrs. Carson. And she oh, says, You yes. need you need Brenda, Walsh Carson. And he's like, What did I say? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> You're right. I forgot that. Brandon then cuts in to uh, have some brother sister talking.
0: Or a very close slow dance. I don't know if you would <laughs> dance with your brother that way, but there was there was no room in between the Walsh twins <laughs> yeah, nope. that night.
1: Nope. And uh he is uh he's just you know, he's worried, he's afraid she's gonna do something yeah. that she'll regret and he she's like I'm fine. I got this. It's, I
0: kind of like the dialogue there. He He's like, uh, he's like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And she's like, no, I just know that it feels good. And he says, yeah, well, so does cashmere, but you're allergic to it. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought you're that was a pretty good line. Yeah. That yeah. is a good
1: line. Yep. Okay. Last scene. It's post party. Everyone has left. And I think it's, is it Brandon? Who's like great party kids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and then brenda sort of tries to talk to them and jim and cindy well, are like we no
1: brenda's like even. brenda's like goodbye i'm going to bed oh that's
0: true yeah, yeah yeah
1: and then cindy's like let's just talk in the morning how about that yeah, everybody yeah. go to they, bed they don't, they we'll don't have time yep yep so then jim wonders to cindy like how serious do you think they are about getting married and cindy's like well if they go through with it i hope that he makes her as happy as you've made me. Aww. And, and then Jim turns on some music.
0: Some a, generic a music replacement. Love. Something. love, 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 as you and me today is love <laughs> together, love.
1: And Cindy is like, well, what are we going to do about Brenda? And he says, to quote Scarlett O'Hara, we'll think about it tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the end of the episode.
0: And scene.
1: And scene. Hmm. All right. <sighs> Kendra,
0: do you do you have a nine oh two and zero snap?
1: Uh for me, I don't know. There were two, but I think I'd have to give it to the proposal.
0: Really? Okay. I, I'm gonna go with, with Dylan and the gun.
1: Yeah. I mean I think
0: but I mean I've been primed since the ads in nineteen ninety three to think that's the height of drama for yeah. that scene, but I gotta go with that. I was just What's your I verdict? was just
1: surprised by by oh, the yeah.
0: proposal. Yeah.
1: Um. I think it's a good episode. I think, yeah. though, I think they're doing some weird things with Dan and Andrea. Yeah. And I think that already, episode eight of this season, there's some character plot points that are falling through the cracks. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can only fit so much into an episode,
0: I guess. Yeah, so. I know. I felt the same way. I guess that I would rather... Like, Steve didn't have anything to do. You know, no. Steve and Celeste show up at the party. But I would rather have them just show up at a place where they would absolutely be rather than not see them at all. Right. You know, what I mean, if that's the choice, then I'm glad that Steve was there because obviously he would be. Right. I I really like the Stuart-Brenda storyline. Yeah. I haven't cared about a Brenda storyline in a good long while. And I do <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... I like the way it's throwing everyone off. You know, it's finally like...
1: A true Brenda it, style
0: true and and the thing is like it does really make sense for the brenda character but it's not really like i'm just a i'm a brat storyline that they've been giving her for years so now i'm i'm pretty invested in that i'm i'm very disappointed with the dan andrea stuff
1: yeah because because i like dan
0: we've just been building that up so much and honestly pretty well you know, that yeah. that getting getting into where it was. Like, it's been nice for Andrea to have a plot that's not like, poor Andrea, Yeah. you know. But here, it, yeah, it is just kind of... Like, we need things to be different so things are different now. And I honestly don't know why because I don't think they've... I don't think they fully, like... I don't think the Dan story is out of juice. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, they haven't reached some point where it's like, we gotta end this or they have to, like, get married. We're not there. No. We just had a they thing just that just like, got together. Yeah. Ju- yeah, they
1: just really got together.
0: I don't know. Well, it's kind of the same thing that happened with Andrea and Jordan Bonner in the previous season. Yeah. Where we had a nice build-up for that. They had a scene where it was like we are a couple. And then it never happened again. And it sort of feels like history is repeating itself here. So I'm disappointed in that. Yeah. So we'll see we'll see where that goes. But overall, um I you know, I had a good time watching this. I hate John Sears. I don't Ugh. like the Kelly story.
1: Ugh yeah. Well, I think it makes we sense we didn't really have much of it. So. No, we didn't. Yeah. I
0: think I think the Kelly story makes perfect sense for the character. I just don't like watching it.
1: Yeah. Agreed. So agreed.
0: And I I hope that Dylan is is done with the guns.
1: Me too, yes. <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
0: Yep all right well hey you know what kendra uh outside of the radio meanwhile network i'm the host of how's things we have a bunch of christmas specials uh that were going on you can find that anywhere you get your podcast or at soundcloud.com slash all the books got some cool interviews lined up for the new year i interviewed don Danneman from the band the circle uh they opened for the beatles for uh for many years hit songs like red rubber ball turn down day that's going to be on there interviewed jason fry who's a major star wars author Lots of cool things going on over there, so you can find me there. Or you don't even have to change the dial. You can just tune in right here at the Radio Meanwhile Network for a comic book coffee break, a uh, video show that I host weekly with my old pal Eric Mickles. What about you, Kendra?
1: I'm Miss musabox 91 online, and I have a website, MissMusabox.com, where you can buy all sorts of stuff that I make. And uh, I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a different 90s song. By the time this episode comes out... Our most recent song will be a Christmas one. Of course, we had to cover All I Want for Christmas Is You sure. by Mariah yeah. Carey. And yeah. then for New Year's, we will be covering Will 2K okay. by Will Smith for And you guys the did you
0: did recently cover Losing My Religion, though, yes, right? So a lot of 902 and no connections there.
1: Yes. And that one uh was a poll uh, oh. that the the listeners decided on that. So our next poll for the listeners will be after the new year. So you can follow us on Twitter at 90s music got me if you would like to uh to put in your two cents about what songs we should cover
0: okay and you'll find us again here next week so you can join us as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode nine otherwise engaged
1: merry christmas everybody
0: and 9021 here we go